0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've been seeing this week as we've been continuing with our study on the Sermon on the Mount, how Jesus has been comparing the Old and the New Covenants. And we're seeing very clearly that actually the standard for the New Covenant is even harder to maintain and achieve than it was for the old. Well, the standards are higher. Now, whether they're harder to achieve or not is another matter because under the new covenant, we have the Spirit of God living within us. And the Spirit of God always wants to do the will of God and always wants to fulfill the Word of God. So if we trust in the Holy Spirit, then... God will enable us to react or respond in the right way and not the wrong way. Under the law, of course, people—the the law of the uh, old covenant, uh, the people did not have the Holy Spirit living in them, so they didn't have the riches and the resources of God's power to enable them to obey and to fulfill that law. They were trying to achieve fulfillment of God's commandments in their own strength, therefore. So really, in the New Covenant, we are in an entirely different position because Christ lives in us. And therefore, if we trust in him, the Christ in us will respond in exactly the right way. If we still try to do it ourselves, then we will constantly fail. And then we'll feel miserable because we failed. Now, Jesus says at the beginning of chapter 6 of Matthew, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you it's amazing how often jesus overstates a case to make his point and uh you know i think that's a good device when you're preaching because it really um, helps people to sit up and take notice of what you're saying now jesus here you see is talking about reward and i don't think christians understand the whole business of reward sufficiently salvation is god's gift to us We can't deserve it. We can't earn it. Uh, It is a gift, and you, you can't earn gifts. But Jesus says that each man will be rewarded according to what he has done. And so when we actually please God, when we fulfill his word, there's always a reward, sometimes now, sometimes eternally. Your reward will be great in heaven, we saw yesterday, if people persecute us. And here Jesus is saying that um, the reward we want is the reward that comes from God when we don't fla- sort of let everybody see. We don't flaunt our, our giving and our generosity uh, in the eyes of others so that they can think well of us and applaud us. No, no, it should be done Quietly, It should be done secretly. Um, Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing is a, a wonderful figurative way of putting that. Just quietly give to those in need. Don't make a big fuss. Don't draw attention to yourself. Don't take the honor to yourself because if you do, that's the only reward you'll ever get. But if you give out of love for God, out of love for others, out of compassion for them, and you do so just quietly without any ceremony, then there will be a reward from the Father who sees what is done in secret. So it's very important not only that we give, but the way in which we give. Then Jesus talks about prayer, and when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Now you see, just like when you flaunt your giving before others, so if you pray in order to impress others, the only reward you'll ever get is impressing others. And that doesn't get your prayers answered, and it doesn't get you anything from God. So Jesus says in verse 6, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, again, there's talk of reward. But again, Jesus repeats this thought that your Father sees what is done in secret. That means that God the Father, the creator of the universe, sees and knows everything that you do. And his desire is to reward you when you do and act and give and serve and bless in the right way, from the right heart, with the right motives, doing what pleases him in order to bless other people. And if the Father rewards you, it may be a reward now, it may be a reward eternally, but you can be absolutely sure there will be a reward interesting what jesus says here about prayer that you're to go into your room close the door and pray really in secret with your father i think it's important even when there are christian couples married couples that they still have their own prayer times personally and individually with the lord Uh, yes of course it's good for them to pray together sometimes but not all their prayer life should be together because you need to be in that secret place with god where you can unburden yourself you can open your heart to him and god can speak to you personally and individually what he wants to speak into your heart concerning your life what does this phrase do not keep on babbling like pagans mean well of course there are always people who think the longer you pray the more effective your prayer is going to be so Jesus says, when you pray, do not keep babbling on like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, if you tie this in with what Jesus says elsewhere about prayer, you realize that God answers the prayer of faith. He, he doesn't answer people because they pray many, many words. And actually, he doesn't answer just because there's hundreds or thousands of people praying. It is the faith that he answers and the honor that is given to him when people pray. So it's it's always good to pray out of the right heart, uh, honoring God, worshiping God, praising God for who he is and for all that he has made available to us through Jesus. And in the, the sort of model prayer that he gives, that starts, you see, with a description of praise. But Jesus is saying, don't be like the pagans. They think that the more words, the more prayers they pray, the more uh, effective they're going to be. And Jesus is saying, don't be like them. I mean, that's just not true. You're not going to be heard because of your many words, but because you believe, you trust. You trust the word of God. You trust the promises of God. You trust the faithfulness of God to answer you in the way that you desire and that the situation requires. So then he gives this model prayer. I don't believe for a moment that Jesus intended us to rattle this off, uh, you know, again and again at all our services. Um, He is really saying uh, these are, if you like, the subjects that you need to cover in prayer. First of all, you're talking to your Father in heaven, and Jesus never called him Dad. He called him Holy Father, righteous father, heavenly father. So there should always be this great respect for our heavenly father. Hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Praise be to your holy name. And then there's the heart of the prayer. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want God's kingdom, his rule, and his reign to be extended on the earth. That means into the hearts and lives of more and more people because the kingdom of God is not over here or there. It's not a place, it's not a piece of territory, it's the hearts and lives of God's people. So let your kingdom come, let your will be done in their lives on earth as it is in heaven. And that means that God gives us the kingdom, he saves us, not in order to take us to heaven, but in order for us to do the will of God here on earth and then we can enjoy our heavenly reward give to us our daily bread, is really give to us everything that we need day by day in order to serve you, in order to be obedient to you, in order to live the life of your kingdom here on earth. Forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, forgive us our trespasses, because every day we need that forgiveness, don't we? But I believe that, you see, to really be forgiven, you need to ask God specifically what it is that you want him to forgive. It isn't. There's, there, I don't think there's any such thing really as what people call a general confession. No, confession always needs to be from the heart, and it needs to be specific. But the condition is that if we are going to be forgiven our sins, we have also forgiven our uh, people that have sinned against us. And actually, you see, the way Jesus phrases this, we forgive first, then he forgives us. And uh, then lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one god of course doesn't want us ever to succumb to temptation he allows us to be tempted in order that we might really see the nature of our hearts and what is going on in our hearts and then this rounds off with these words about forgiveness that we've already mentioned for if you forgive men when they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So yes, by all means pray these words, by all means use it as a a kind of framework for your prayer, but fill it out with your own words and express from your own heart what you need to say to God and listen to what he wants to say to you.